Hello, this is Vladimir, and you're listening to Aging Good Gates Podcast, Season 1, Episode 27. Oxygen. Recording date, April 6, 2022. Please enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast titled Oxygen. You may be wondering why we are talking about oxygen as part of the flower of health. As you may already know, the Flower of Health is a visual illustration of the many things we need in order to be healthy. The Flower of Health has a petal with nutrition, hydration, and oxygen written on it. Because these are all essentials that we must take into our bodies in order to be healthy. You may consider oxygen a given, though. After all, we have all been breathing since birth without any effort on our part. Well, that is most of us. Some people have breathing problems early in life in the form of asthma and other disorders. I had pneumonia when I was four years old, and I can remember how scary it was to feel as if I couldn't get enough air and how painful it was to breathe. And later in life, people often get COPD or emphysema or lung cancer, especially if they were smokers. But as we discussed in a previous podcast, radon can have a negative effect on our lungs too. Air pollution in some cities is so bad that it also causes people not to be able to breathe. And allergy sufferers sometimes find it hard to breathe. But even for healthy people in an unpolluted environment can benefit from getting more oxygen. Better lung function can help us take in more oxygen. But this podcast is going to focus on how to get more oxygen into our bodies without improving lung function. I do want to say here, though, that our lungs are very delicate and we should treat them with extra special care, avoiding all toxins, including cigarettes, vaping, marijuana smoking, and any other substance that people inhale on purpose. There are lots of bad things in our environment that we inhale accidentally, like mold and mildew and radon and car exhaust and pollen and red tide, etc. Like anything else in life, we have to take care of our lungs if we want them to work well for a long time. Again, I like to compare our bodies to our cars. We wouldn't purposely clog the filter by introducing substances into the intake manifold, would we? And as I always say, you can replace your car or your filter on your intake manifold for that matter, but I don't think you want a lung transplant. But now let's talk about oxygen. Have you ever heard about oxygen bars? I've been hearing about them for years, but I don't know of any locally. Maybe I should open one. (laughs) Here's a little article about one in Aventura, Florida. I found this article on WebMD. The Rise of Oxygen Bars, it's titled. Juice bars, wine bars, coffee bars, and now oxygen bars? Yep, popping up all over the U.S., as well as in Canada and Japan, where the craze is thought to have begun because of the serious air pollution there. Oxygen bars sell hits of 40% oxygen that is delivered through a mask worn over the face. Proponents of this oxygen therapy say it boosts energy levels, increases your endurance during exercise, helps you bounce back more quickly from physical exertion, provides relief from stress and pollution, increases your concentration, helps you relax, and eases headaches and hangovers. Christy Huddleston, owner of O2 Cool Oxygen Bar in Aventura, Florida, fell in love with the treatment when she first tried it in Atlanta. It reinvigorated me, she says. I wanted to share the feeling with others. 
At Huddleston's Oxygen Bar, customers can purchase sessions that last anywhere from 5 to 20 minutes. Monthly memberships are also available. The oxygen that is breathed in is scented with the customer's choice of aroma to enhance the experience, says Huddleston. Who doesn't like smelling something nice, she asks. Huddleston is quick to point out that she is not making any medical claims and that customers are not allowed to receive any more than 30 minutes a day of the oxygen. She does say, however, that the oxygen relieves her stress and customers have told it it eases their migraines and their allergies. Sounds great, if that's true. The medical community doesn't buy it, though. There has been no scientific research that this extra shot of pure oxygen has any benefits, says George Boyer, MD, Chief of Pulmonary and Critical Care at Mercy Medical Center in Baltimore. The Canadian Society of Respiratory Therapists has gone so far as to issue a position statement that reads, As health professionals, we cannot ethically or morally support providing oxygen therapy to those who do not require it. Healthy individuals take in approximately 21% oxygen from the air they breathe, says Boyer. At that level, blood is almost completely 99% saturated, meaning there is no need for additional oxygen. If you're healthy, you're already saturated, says Eric Barnett, clinical director of Rancho Mirage Hyperbarics in Rancho Mirage, California. You're not going to be any more saturated just because you're breathing in additional oxygen. For the vast majority of people, there is little harm, says Boyer, but also absolutely no science to benefit. If your lungs are healthy and you have no breathing difficulties, your body has all the oxygen it needs, says Boyer. Taking in more is like going to the gas station and trying to fill a tank that's already filled. In hospital settings, 100% oxygen may be delivered, but even then only on a short-term basis, says Boyer, less than 24 hours and preferably less than 12 hours. To breathe pure oxygen at that level for any longer can have toxic results, including shock lung or adult respiratory distress syndrome. In infants, too, much Too much pure oxygen for too long at a time can also lead to retinal problems as the blood vessels in their eyes won't develop properly. Since the oxygen provided in oxygen bars is only at a concentration of 40%, visiting an oxygen bar probably won't cause you any damage, says Boyer, unless you have certain disorders such as emphysema. Too much oxygen can cause a person with emphysema to stop breathing. And that's the end of the article. So so this is an excerpt from an article on the Cleveland Clinic website titled Blood Oxygen Level. What does blood oxygen level mean? Your blood oxygen level, blood oxygen saturation, is the amount of oxygen you have circulating in your blood. Oxygen is essential to life and our bodies need a certain amount of oxygen to function properly. Oxygen enters your blood through your nose or mouth when you breathe, inhale, and passes through your lungs in your bloodstream. Once in your bloodstream, the oxygen then goes to cells all over your body. All of your cells need oxygen to create energy efficiently, and your body needs energy to fulfill all of its processes, such as digestion and even thinking. Oh, this is me talking, not, this isn't the article that I'm reading. It, 
what I just read reminds me that I have read in other articles about nose breathing as opposed to mouth breathing and how as we get older, we tend to breathe more out of our mouths, through our mouths instead of our nose. So just be aware of that, that if you're exhibiting a tendency to breathe out of your mouth instead of your nose, close your mouth. (laughs) Try to make an effort to breathe through your nose. Even when you're exercising, you get more oxygen when you breathe through your nose. Okay, continuing on. Next paragraph in this Cleveland Clinic article. Once your cells use oxygen, they create carbon dioxide. Your bloodstream then carries the carbon dioxide back to your lungs and you breathe it out. Exhale it through your mouth or nose. Your body tightly regulates the amount of oxygen saturation in your blood because low low blood oxygen levels, that's hypoxemia, can lead to many serious conditions and damage to individual organ systems, especially your brain and heart. Low blood oxygen levels indicate that your lungs and or circulatory system may not be working as they should. What is a blood oxygen level test? There are two main ways to measure or test blood oxygen levels, through a blood draw test and through pulse oximetry using an oximeter. A blood draw test provides much more information about your oxygen levels than an oximeter does. So for $45 or so, you can go to the this is me talking again. You can go to the pharmacy and buy an oximeter and test your blood. They usually use that at the doctors. And it gives a pretty good indication of what your blood, what your oxygen level is. And it should be over 88%. And if it's any lower than that, you need to go to the doctor immediately. I wanted to say here, though, too, that Low blood, low oxygen levels in your blood can affect your your um, brain and your heart, as this article said. And that is why when someone stops breathing, in other words, they have a heart attack or a stroke or whatever, and, and they're, they're not breathing and, and someone wants to perform CPR on them to bring them back, The CPR has to be given right away or they can suffer brain damage. And in the movies, people are brought back immediately and and they're 100% and and no worse for wear. But that's not the reality. And that's why some people choose to have a DNR order so that if, if they do stop breathing and they're without oxygen for a period of time, they don't want to be brought back because they know that, I think it's three minutes, if your brain is without oxygen for three minutes, it suffers damage. But there are exceptions to that rule. So it's it's a totally individual choice. But if you don't know about DNR orders, please find out. And they vary from state to state, I think. They're a bit complicated. All right, moving on. I've got another article for you about oxygen, and this one is from, let's see here, Uh, 
Of course, when our bodies aren't working as they should, we may need more oxygen than what is in the atmosphere. This is what I found on VeryWellHealth.com. It's titled, The Benefits of Oxygen Therapy by Deborah Leader RN. Oxygen is a basic human need. Without it, we would not survive. The air we breathe contains approximately 21% oxygen. For most people with healthy lungs, 21% oxygen is sufficient. But if you have chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD, or a condition where your lung function is impaired, the amount of oxygen obtained through normal breathing is not enough. In this case, you'll need supplemental amounts of oxygen to maintain normal body function. If you need supplemental oxygen, chances are you won't notice your deficiency yourself. Your healthcare provider will likely be the one who notices you aren't getting enough oxygen after testing. Getting prescribed supplemental oxygen is the next section. Oxygen therapy is a medical treatment that requires a prescription from a healthcare provider to use. Your healthcare provider may prescribe a range of oxygen flow rates for different activities, such as during rest, sleep, or exercise. Some people only require oxygen therapy while sleeping, while others may require it 24 hours a day. The amount and duration of oxygen therapy will depend on the recommendation of your healthcare provider. It is very important that you follow the settings exactly as prescribed, as using too much or too little can have serious consequences. Your healthcare provider can measure the oxygen levels in your blood by obtaining an arterial blood gas, ABG, or by using a non-invasive device called a pulse oximeter. According to the American Thoracic Society, the general goal of treatment is to keep your oxygen levels usually at or above 88%. This next section is called the benefits of oxygen therapy. In addition to helping prevent heart failure in people with severe lung diseases such as COPD, supplemental oxygen has many benefits. Some studies have shown an increase in survival rates in patients who use oxygen more than 15 hours a day. According to the American Lung Association, supplemental oxygen improves sleep, mood, mental alertness, stamina, and allows individuals to carry out normal, everyday functions. And that's an excerpt. I didn't read the whole article because it doesn't apply. It's it's more detailed about people who have to have already, have to have supplemental oxygen in order to live. And now here's a third article about hyperbaric chambers or hyperbaric oxygen therapy. The acronym is HBOT. About hyperbaric oxygen therapy. What is HBOT? Hyperbaric oxygen therapy, HBOT for short, accelerates the body's natural healing process by increasing the amount of oxygen in the blood. Treatment takes place in a sealed chamber where oxygen and pressure are steadily increased. Benefits of HBOT. Body tissue needs a sufficient amount of oxygen in order to function properly. Tissue that is injured requires even more oxygen in order to heal. Many difficult-to-heal wounds are hypoxic, deprived of oxygen. Hyperbaric 
oxygen therapy speeds up the healing process by delivering oxygen to these injured areas. Furthermore, hyperbaric oxygen therapy is low-risk, non-invasive, cost-effective, life-saving, vision and limb-saving, evidence-based, and well-tolerated. The next section is called Medical Uses of Hyperbaric Oxygen Therapy. Originally used for decompression sickness and other diving complications, hyperbaric oxygen therapy now treats a wide range of conditions, including life-threatening emergencies. HBOT is not designed to replace proven methods, but to enhance the effectiveness of treatment such as surgery, antibiotics, and wound care. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy is officially approved by the Undersea Hyperbaric Medical Society to treat the following. Radiation tissue damage following cancer therapy, gas embolism, carbon monoxide poisoning, potentially deadly form of tissue death, gas gangrene, crush injury, compartment syndrome, decompression sickness, the bends, any condition that slows or stops the flow of blood in the arteries, for example, central retinal artery occlusion, severe anemia, brain abscess, severe bacterial infection that destroys underlying tissue, muscles, and skin, necrotizing soft tissue infection, swelling of bone tissue, osteomyelitis, compromised skin flaps and grafts, acute thermal burn injury, sudden sensorineural hearing loss. And it goes on to talk about insurance coverage and what to expect during HBOT and how many sessions and length of session, etc. But that is for people who are getting it for medical treatment. And that article was by Ian Grover, MD, from the UC San Diego Health website. I have often toyed with the idea of buying a hyperbaric chamber for the Fountain of Youth Clubhouse. As with any technology, the price keeps coming down. I definitely think they have fewer health risks than tanning beds. (laughs) I know of one physical therapy clinic that has one here in town. They let me try it out several years ago, and to be honest with you, I didn't see any benefit from that one session, but it was relaxing and it certainly didn't do any harm. It was made out of a plasticky kind of fabric, though, and I have to wonder if it was impermeable enough to deliver oxygen into my cells. In other words, hyperbaric chambers vary widely in their construction and their efficacy. Beware of the snake oil out there. (laughs) What follows are nine tips that you can implement immediately to get more oxygen into your body and hopefully improve your health. Number one, open your windows. Fresh air will bring additional oxygen into your home, and even if you are constantly breathing in oxygen through a cannula whenever you talk or open your mouth, fresh air containing higher oxygen levels can be drawn into your body. If you live in a smoggy area, then you should consider investing in an air filtration system. Number two, grow some indoor plants. They are the opposite of us, as they take in carbon dioxide and expel oxygen. So increasing the foliage and plants in your home will decrease the carbon dioxide and increase the oxygen levels in your home. Number three, be mindful of how you improve the the aroma of your indoor spaces. 
Many of the chemical-filled candles and various other incense-type products actually contain carcinogens. Instead, it is better to burn all natural beeswax candles so you'll have a better chance of breathing in oxygen. And I'm going to interject here because I have been in homes and public places that use those plug-in devices that shoot out an aroma, and I believe they are toxic. I read the labels on several of them, and they're scary. So please stay away from those. That's just me talking, of course. Number four, exercise. Even a small amount of exercise will help to improve your respiration ability as your breathing rate increases and deepens. Your lungs can absorb more oxygen. Number five, increase your water intake. Water is made up of oxygen, so by increasing your water consumption, you can increase the amount of oxygen in your body. Number six, eat green raw foods. Oxygen-rich foods can naturally increase your blood oxygen levels. Try eating more green vegetables like kale, broccoli, and celery in order to boost your oxygen levels. Eating more fresh, raw green juices is also beneficial as they are full of vitamins and minerals, which your body utilizes to aid in the uptake of oxygen. Number seven, meditation. Daily meditation or simply Just simply sitting quietly and focusing on your breathing and taking deep breaths for a few minutes can greatly help in reducing stress and improving your oxygen intake. Number eight, eat iron-rich foods. Your diet can seriously impact your oxygen levels. Certain foods can help improve your oxygen levels in the blood naturally. Target iron-rich foods such as meats, poultry, fish, legumes, and green leafy vegetables as they can improve iron deficiency, which in turn improves blood oxygen levels. Number nine, cut down on salt. A diet low in sodium can lead to increased oxygenation via the kidneys and the blood. To sum it all up, I have one word for you. Breathe. (laughs) Just kidding. But our breath really is precious, and we should think more about it and not take it for granted. Just as we need to take in good, nutritious foods without all the junk food, and we need to drink lots of water and not all that sugary stuff that's out there, we need to take in clean, pure air and not all the other crap. If we take care of our bodies, though, if we take care of our bodies, they will serve us serve us well and last a long time. God willing. I always say we can try to age with grace, but the rest is up to God. We're only in control of so much, you know. We can't help our genetics. We can't help accidents or diseases that are contagious, but we can try to be as healthy as we can be in order to have strong immune systems. In closing, here's a joke for you. A man was riding on the bus and reading an article about life and death statistics. Fascinated, he turns to the fellow sitting next to him and says, did you know that every time I breathe, somebody dies? The fellow turns to him and says, have you tried mouthwash? (laughs) Thank you for listening to this week's podcast titled Oxygen. Here's wishing you a week of making happy memories, because memories are everything. Bye for now. Hello again. Hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, please go to agingwithgraceinfo.org. That's agingwithgraceinfo.org. Thank you. 
The health club for seniors is your kind of place, so come and join us and age with grace.